Welcome to Mental Wealth for Entrepreneurs podcast. My guest on today's program is Brenda Bailey. Brenda has an unusual story. Uh, She's been an entrepreneur for 28 years and owned and operated seven-figure sales company. Yet, in 2006, she decided to dissolve her business and follow her heart. So today Brenda runs a successful program called Shatter Your Income Ceiling that teaches how to remove blocks, resistance that prevent people from applying what they know about money and easily attract abundance and gain clarity of intention in, in, in the business and life. So let's dive in and listen to Brenda's story. Hi, Brenda. Hi, Katerina. How are you? Great I'm to see good. you. <laughs> Great to have you on the show. Um, Brenda, you are a very seasoned entrepreneur. You've been doing it for 28 years. How did you start? Well, I think I started um, because I felt like I didn't have anything else to do. You know, it was at that point where I realized in my uh, 20s that I was making money for everybody else. And I was having just a really hard time finding a place where I felt comfortable. Yeah. So the beautiful thing is, is that I have one sister who's a little old. She's two and a half years older than me. And she said to me, just work for yourself. Yeah. You can do this. And I believed her. So I did. So I found, I started um, in trade show sales because I was, I had, you know, I was in sales. So I started in trade show sales and was kind of feeling the same way. And I say this with love and I don't mean it, but to be that young, it just felt like I was bumping my head up with middle-aged white males. I mean, and, and that was who were like my supervisors. That was who was owning the companies that I was working for. And it really just, um, you know, being a contractor was, you know, working for myself. But then I just decided I would rather just do it for myself. Yeah. And so I started, you know, I, I just had met so many people that I was able to have contractors work for me. And I just started booking. I just observed. I think that's one of the biggest things that I can tell people is either do an internship or have a mentor that's doing something that you're already doing so that you can ask questions or you can observe. Yeah. So what was the first company all about? What, what, what were you selling? We, um, we just got products. They were demonstration products and we would look at, see what was popular on TV. Cause this was before the internet, which is why I was doing it, which is why I don't do it any longer because the internet came along. Right. So the, you know, the upside and the downside, but it's not, um, it's, it's pivoting. It's going with the flow and seeing what's, you know, what's coming up. So we would just get products that were, you know, from importers, manufacturers, distributors. We would just look at something. I had um, like a reusable pet hair and lint remover, right? That was, I could put that into any show and it would do well. Because everybody has animals, everybody struggles with hair. And, and then we would look at things that were fun, like uh, blow pens. 
that were like for kids and yes. they would it would look like um, an airbrush, but it was self-powered, right? Yeah, and yeah. So it would just it would be different fun products like that depending on the time of the year. And that's how we would come along. And again, I was doing shows and I would be looking around and seeing what other products people had, you know, looking to find them. Of course, it wasn't that easy back then because we didn't have the internet. I couldn't just Google it. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. but, um, you know, I had contractors, we did shows all over the U.S. because um, I'm in, I'm in the United States and in Hawaii and Alaska. And we were just going, you know, with products and certain types of shows. And what I really found was that I was more successful at the smaller shows, at the ones that were more of a niche. Yeah. So I would look for a quilting show. Or I would look for a pet show versus doing these really big ones that had like a million, you know, entrepreneur, you know, a million booths in it that were, you know, people had too many places to spend their money. It was easier to do one that was a product that was kind of in that genre, but not. And yeah people would just buy it. And then also just customizing it and showing people how it was relevant to what they were doing. Yeah. So was it a successful business? It was seven figures. We seven did well. Yeah. 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 So it or not, I know people are always like, I can't believe, but you know, we worked a lot. We did, you know, we, but I want to say we worked a lot, but pretty much I got it down to six months out of the year. Because there are three really active months in trade shows. And then there yeah. were ones like you'd have to do like really long shows. And I, that just wasn't what I wanted to be doing. Yeah. And I didn't like being outdoors or anything like that. So it was when there were ones inside. Yeah. And then you decided to go with your passion. <laughs> you know, it was that thing because I started probably a year before I started, the, uh, started working in trade show sales. Yeah. I um, really started working on myself as well and looking at, you know, my happiness and, and uh, you know, why I did some of the things that I did because as entrepreneurs, we are our business. Now at that time, yeah. I didn't realize that what I was doing would affect how I was in my career, right. And, and yeah. my business, but because I was young, but it was just a matter of, I just kept, taking courses, doing trainings, doing retreats. And then I came across a modality that just really just changed my life more than any of them. And I thought I wanted to be an acupuncturist because I really loved acupuncture. Okay, yeah. I even went back to school and took, yeah. I didn't have to take chemistry or anatomy and physiology in my undergraduate degree. So I went back in my 40s to school yeah. and took those classes. So I was with, in school with kids that were old enough to be my kids, right? Yeah. And, um, and then just decided when I came across Theta Healing, which is the mo my primary modality, because I have 13 different certifications in integrative healing. That was the one that I just went. Because when I did trade shows, I almost felt like I was selling my soul to make that money. Yeah. And I knew that I wasn't making a difference in people's lives and I really wanted to do that. So I thought it was acupuncture and then it became Theta Healing. And yeah, that's what I decided to do. Yeah. So are you a happy person now because of this? Yes. Right. You know, I think um, even in the even in the quarantine I'm a happy person. 
I started that sales company during probably one of the worst recessions that we had. And this is the thing. It's possible to make money anytime. Now, again, we don't want to be like, as I say, we don't want to be hoarding, you know, um, hand sanitizer, you know, in our yeah. garages and looking to sell it, you know, at three times the price or whatever those guys were doing that were on the yeah, internet. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. But it's, it's, you know, people are needing support and people are in pain and people are anxious and they're, and they have fear. And that's when it's like, I can help people with that. So, and I'm not because I trust, I have great faith. And I know, you know, having done this company, right, which now I've rebranded into Shatter Your, Your Income Ceiling, yeah. what I've realized is, is that things often, especially as an entrepreneur, you'll look at things, you'll see bumps, and it won't look good. It will look hopeless. It will look not good. But the deal is, is that I've done it enough after 28 years that I'm going to tell you, the sun always comes up. Things are always bigger and better as long as we stay focused, as long as we stay with what we want to be doing and knowing what we're doing. So luckily, I'd already transitioned most of my sessions and clients virtually through Zoom. So it's, it's like things still keep going on. And yes, there are a lot of people who are out of work and I pray for them every day. You know, I hope that the, you know, here in the U.S. we have a stimulus check that they're going to qualify for. And we know that unemployment right now is way bogged down, but it's like those people, there are free resources for them. And then there are people who are at home working with their kids, not able to go to school, that they're needing extra support as well. Yeah. And they can't afford it. So in 2006, you dissolved your sales company, right? Yes. And um, you followed your heart and became a, a theater a healing master. Yes. How is this related uh, to what you've just been saying about shattering your income ceiling program? Theta healing. So yeah. people can tell me how they think and how they feel. And what you create in your life is what you believe. Yeah. Most of the information out there tells you, just change how you think and you'll change your beliefs. You can do that. There are many roads, right, that take us where we need to go, right? So it's not like there are missed opportunities or I chose the wrong road. It's like you may have, it may have gotten a little crooked, but you can get back on course. But you know, that's the thing is that so many things out there take a long time and they, and people give up. Like, it's like, I, there's not one more thing that I can do. So what Theta Healing does is it changes beliefs, traumas, non-forgiveness at a cellular level. And it's just as if it's always been. It bypasses the conscious and the subconscious mind. And so people just start doing like what they needed to do. They start, they don't react, right? Because that's, we're in a big state of reaction right now. They don't react. Oh, yeah. They stay objective. Yeah. They're able to stay present. And so that's what Theta Healing does for people. And that's why I chose it. And that's what makes it so different. And that's what allows me to have faith. Yeah. And allows me to stay, you know, on track. You know, like scheduling to do podcasts during this time. <laughs> like that's staying on track. Yeah. 
So it's been, what, 14 years now, yeah? You've been operating this new business. And um, what were the most difficult times um, during the, the past 14 years? Well, I think during this, you know, again, I, I had a very um, traumatic thing happen, like during, you know, when I had the sales company. And the same thing happened with this. I actually had a near-death experience during this time. Or it, it was almost, I think that that's why I'm able to handle this time so yeah. well, because that one was, I had to stay home. And at that time, I was a little ever ready bunny. You know, I wasn't a human being. I was a human doing. I was, you know, networking and on the internet because the internet, you know, and I was talking to people and I was having clients and I was doing Skype at that time and doing phone and having in person and, and just go, 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 go and teaching. Cause I'm also an instructor for yeah. Theta Healing and teaching classes. And I had a bursted appendix for three days. And I didn't know it had bursted. I thought I had the stomach virus. I have a really high tolerance for pain. And, <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> you know, and most people don't recover. Most people don't recover from a bursted appendix. It's pretty serious. Yeah. Um, and um, it was pretty much uh, a six month recovery for me. Now, because of Theta Healing, I was able to speed it up because most people take 18 to 24 months to recover from a bursted appendix if they live. And so, you know, I had to slow it down. I had to sleep a lot. Yeah. I had to take care of myself. And I had to not work. I did stay connected to people. I did work with people but not to the extent that what I had before. And I was looking a lot at myself because it was very painful. It yeah. was, um, you know, looking at my non-forgiveness, looking at my trauma. These are why these are things that I know that it works. And even in having to go to wound care, because when you have a bursted appendix, they don't just seal you back up. It's not like you're just recovering from a scar yeah. on your abdomen. It's that they have to leave the wound open and you have to go to wound care three times a week and you have a machine that you carry around with you and you're connected. Talk about attachment. So I was just like <laughs> looking at all of that and I just had so much pain over all of it. I cried almost every day and just kept looking at things that I needed to change. And one of the biggest ahas that I had in this moment, in that moment, was the first week. I literally was in so much pain when I have to, would have to go to wound care because the nerve endings were exposed. And you're having this sponge that's connected to this machine that's going in and out, and they have to change, they have to clean the wound and change out the sponge. And it was, I can't even describe the amount of pain that it was. And it was exhausting. And I was on pain medication and it was exhausting. And I remember that, you know, like it used to take me like two hours to get ready to go to wound care. And then I started getting quicker. Like I was moving like a snail, which again, I wasn't used to that. It caused a lot of pain because I was just so used to always being so busy. And I realized every morning as I was waiting for my mom to come pick me up to take me to wound care, right? That I would replay how I went into the emergency room, 
what I could have done differently, like how I could have avoided it happening the way that it did. Yet I did everything. Like I went to the doctor. I mean, I went, it was just, I didn't have any of the typical symptoms. So it was really hard for anybody to diagnose You're too busy with your business and that's why you didn't pay attention to your body. Well, and I have a high tolerance for pain. I just thought it was a stomach virus. I mean, honestly, and now when I look back going, oh, you know, but the thing that really I sat there and my sister had told me, you're going to be dependent on somebody to drive you as long as you're on pain medication. So when, if as, you know, as quick as it's easily possible for you to get off of it, you need to do that so that you can get some of your independence back. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And I remember I was just, you know, once again, playing that video in my mind. That's the deal. We all have so many regrets. And when we have to sit still, we play them in our mind. Yeah. And I just realized that I hadn't forgiven myself for this happening. So in, in Theta Healing, it is a very deep and complete way to do forgiveness. So you were blaming what? yourself for, for burst appendix? Oh my gosh. Okay. Which is what most people do, whether or not they realize it. Whenever we have something wrong, whether it was our fault or not, we still blame ourselves. Even like in our childhood, if somebody was abusive to us, it had to have been our fault, right? So we always, I mean, as human, it's human nature. We just blame ourselves, Right. And so I realized that I had non-forgiveness for myself and, and God, like I believe in God, right? So whoever you believe in, I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not hitting a Bible here or anything. I'm just saying, I believe in God. That's who I pray to. Um, whoever you believe in is great. You, theta healing will still work for you, whether or not you believe in God, it doesn't matter. And I just forgave myself and I forgave God. And I went to, um, I went to wound care that day and felt no pain. And they were looking at me like, are you okay? Are you, is everything okay? And I was like, yeah, no, I'm fine. And it's I realized, your mind, isn't I realized it? that your it was mind. the non-forgiveness that I had that was perpetuating the pain, right? So it's not just physical pain, folks. We're talking about anything. And so when I switched it, not in my mind, but in, on a cellular level with theta healing, it just changed. And I didn't feel the pain anymore, which was, it made my recovery. It made um, me not having to sleep as much. It made, it just made, it was, I was able to, to feel better because I was just exhausted. I was exhausted from the pain. Yeah. And so, you know, I, it just made me so aware at how much non-forgiveness and regret hold us back. It made me so aware of how traumas, right? And those are relative. It can be something like that the whole world would view as horrific, or it can just be how you view something that's horrific. It doesn't matter. Those really, they mess up our mind. They, you know, make us foggy. They overwhelm us, right? So our tipping point is already really high. And then something happens not that the quarantine is something small, it's huge what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. But it just sets us in a spiral. So, you yeah. know, and as an entrepreneur, we are our business. So when we can heal ourselves, and not that you have to do it yourself, right? Because as an entrepreneur, especially in the beginning, we're all doing a lot ourselves. 
So when we can be supported in that way, it really unfolds. And the biggest thing that I noticed for myself is that whenever I looked at my beliefs, my trauma, my non-forgiveness, whenever I went to a retreat that allowed me to express my emotion, right? I always started making more money. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, after, again, if I've only been like an, you know, an entrepreneur for two years, but this is what I've discovered after 28 years, going into 29, yeah. you know, because you see the, the hills and the valleys, you see yeah. the ups and the downs. And we start to see like, you know, the repeating patterns, right? Theta healing is really good with repeating patterns. We, we get to a certain age where we're like, okay, the common denominator in all of this is me. Right. And I need to look at that. But it doesn't have to be hard. It can be really easy. With Theta Healing, it's very quick. So that's why I created the program Shatter Your Income Ceiling. Because it's in everything that we do, right? Because most people either want to look at their time, their weight, or their money. Yes. But whenever we work on any of those three, it affects everything. So that's, you know, and I, I, um, I quote Suzanne Evans because I love, she, she says, money's not the most important thing, but it touches everything that is. Yes. Yeah. So in the beginning, what I find one of the biggest mistakes that entrepreneurs make is they, you know, they don't put a stake in the ground. They don't allow themselves to be all in. And so they're treating it like a hobby. They're not looking for a mentor or a coach or a consultant or a strategist. You know, those are the types of investments. And again, listen to your intuition. Find out from other people their experiences and look at who you want to work with. Look at a group that you want to be in. Look at a support group that you want to be in, yeah. you know, those types of things. And don't put yourself around negative people. I agree with you 100% on this. <laughs> yeah. You know, don't, you know, because that's the thing is that what I find is that people who are not <clears throat> the world is our mirror. So people who are in a negative place or who are questioning themselves will always ask the person who's going to be negative with them instead of asking the person who will be positive, who will encourage them, right? Yeah. So, I, you know, I'm going to be honest. I come from a family of people who work for the same company for 30, 40 years, right? My, my family my parents, they correlate self-employed as unemployed. Right. Right. Yeah. And so I don't share with them everything that I do. Right. Like even my mom right now, it's been like, Oh, have you been redoing your closets and, you know, really getting organized? And I'm like, I do that already. I said, I'm working. She was like, Oh, you're still working. And I went, yeah, I'm still working. You know, except that I'm working even more because there are opportunities that are coming up. Yeah. 
like having a podcast with Katerina, right? Being on Katerina's <laughs> podcast, that I'm going to take advantage of that maybe I wouldn't have looked at or thought necessary a yeah. month ago. Mm -hmm. So it's all part of the pivot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So who was the most, um, uh, who was the most supportive person in your life? My sister. Your sister. I'm very blessed to have a sister. So it's going to make me kind of like almost probably a, a little teary eyed, you know, that just said, you can do it. You can do this. You yeah. can do anything. You're so smart. You're so, you know, creative. You're so, you know, I mean, she would always, like, I, she would always encourage me. She would be like, you got this. Yeah. You know, you have the skills. You're very talented. Someone so believe, believe in you, right? So it's, it's important to have someone. And you just need one person, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we have these beautiful yeah. things now virtually that we can be in groups, you know, like I was in a networking group. I did a virtual networking group with the group because I live on a different part of the country part of the year, right? I escaped the heat of Texas. I live in Texas. So I usually leave for the summer, three to four months, because that's how long we're very hot here. Yeah. And so um, I was in a virtual group and everybody was like, they're all self-employed. And they're all acting like victims. Whereas with each one of them, I could have told them. In fact, I kind of did at the end, to be honest. I just said, yeah. you know, there was like a feng shui person saying, well, everybody's hoarding right now. No, some people are hoarding toilet paper right now. <laughs> what I know everybody's doing is they're decluttering. They're making space, right? If you have time, that's what a lot of people are doing. Yeah. Like right now, I kiddingly say, this is the cleanest my mom's house has ever been. Because she finally has to stay home. I got a little, I, I, I come by my little ever ready bunny. I don't do that anymore. But when I was younger, I came by it honestly, because I was raised by a little ever ready bunny, right? So she's, you know, can't go to the senior center and she can't go to all her classes that she does and everything. So now she has to stay home and clean her house. And it's really clean. <laughs> she's staying <laughs> home and, and doing extra things like in her yard. And she's, you know, looking at things and she's looking at decluttering and she's looking at all of that. And, you know, so it's taking advantage of the time that we have and pivoting right. and, and figuring out what it is that we want to do. This is a beautiful time to step back, right? It's what we've all done in the last few weeks is to step back and say, okay, how do I want to move forward? What do I need to do? Is this an opportunity for it to be a win-win in gaining yeah. more clients? Is it an opportunity for me to maintain the clients that I have now yeah. and look at getting another skill connecting with another group, creating more opportunities because they're there. I mean, there's so many things going on virtually, you know, but yeah. even like just in being in that group, I just looked at everybody and went, Oh my gosh, they're so negative. And this was a holistic group. And I was going, um, yeah. you know, and I just pointed it out to them and then was like, Oh my goodness. Like I felt deeply disturbed even like the next day, you know, I had to like work on myself because I was just like, Oh my gosh. And I, and I said, people are in pain. People need support. Yeah. And it's integrative healing, holistic healing, you know, healers. Uh, I said, they need you show up for them, figure out how you can help them.
And that's not just with them. That's with anybody. Mm-hmm. What are you doing right now that can help anybody that you can be of service yeah. virtually? Because yeah. it's possible. I mean, granted, no, you cannot cut anybody's hair, right? Yeah. But you know what? You can make a video showing people how to do a, a simple trim. Yeah, or advice on some style uh, styles for you know, hair, um, hairstyles. Yeah. Absolutely. You could become an affiliate for tools that people can use at home. You know, I mean, these, I, granted, yes, it's not, but you just never know. And by doing things like this, I'm, you know, what I'm thinking, and again, I don't wish this, I, this quarantine, I don't wish it on, on my worst enemy, right? I mean, this is not what I would imagine, but it sure is making everybody pause. And there are things, again, that you can put in place foundationally. Maybe you've been, maybe you've been in a rut. Maybe you've been doing the business the same. Yes. That some of these things that you can do that are opportunities now can allow you to upscale and do it even better, but it wouldn't have been possible had you not slowed down. Yeah, so people need to use this time to reflect and uh, pivot and think strategically where else they can be and um, treat this as an opportunity. <laughs> Turn you know, it's, 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 I think that that's the thing that happens when we treat our business like a hobby is that people will easily give up. Yes. But when you treat it like your company, your business, then you have to figure it out. And then you look for solutions. I mean, I often say that my creativity has, has always shown up as problem solving. I'm not an artist. I'm not a musician. I mean, I love to dance, but I'm not a, you know, I'm not an amateur dancer or anything like that. My outlet comes in problem solving. And that's what I feel like that is needed at yeah. any time. If anybody has any, you know, a speck of creativity, apply it towards problem solving right now. Yeah. Have you ever thought of quitting? I've taken breaks. Okay. <laughs> I have stepped back. Yeah. I took a break um, with my sales company. I actually almost took a year off. I had two deaths. My father and a woman who was like a second mother to me happened within 30 days. And it, I didn't have the tools that I have now. Yeah. I was in my mid thirties. And again, you know, I had my friends, I even had, you know, several friends who were like, just get over it, Brenda, snap out of it. Grief is grief, right? And if you deny it, it will just, it can cause, you know, physical issues and it can cause a lot of turmoil. So I just stepped back and what was really interesting is I didn't like the direction that my sales company was taking. And in taking that year off, when I went back to work, I did it completely different. And that was what got me to seven figures. That, you know, making that decision. So there's nothing wrong with self-care. I mean, if that's what, you know, I don't want people to feel like that I'm saying, you know, you have to problem solve and you have to pivot and you have to do it this minute. You know what? If you need some time off, take a step back, nurture yourself, see what needs to happen because that also will affect your business and can increase your sales 
right? Your income by doing that as well. But only you know what it is that you need to do. In this one, you know, um, having a near-death experience and it's slowing me down for six months, it's, you know, again, don't be like me. Don't have to have these major horrific things yeah. that personally happen to you. Yes, the quarantine coronavirus is personal, but it's not, right? So unless you have somebody... You know, you, you know, that like, I don't have anybody, I feel very blessed, going to knock on wood somewhere, right? That I don't personally know anybody that is suffering with coronavirus right now. So I feel very blessed in that. So this is all just kind of, you know, like very, like, I don't even know, like not, I don't want to say surreal, but it's not affecting me like in that way now. Not being able to see friends once a week for lunch, you know, I am missing like Indian food, Ethiopian food, Mexican, you know, I'm missing all my ethnicity <laughs> right now. Um, you know, yes, and I could take them to go, but part of it is, is that I love, because, you know, when I'm working from home and virtually, I like to go out, you know, and see somebody physically. So I get, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not seeing my friends right now. Right. I'm not um, I'm not able to go to a movie if I want to go to a movie right now. You know, there are different things that I'm not able to do. But in, you know, those are little things that we can work around, you know, being physically, yeah. you know, not able. Right. Like when I had the near death and in recovery, physically not being able to do anything. Yeah, that was hard because I was younger and I didn't understand the benefit of being present and stepping back and slowing down. But I do now. And so, you know, if anything, for some of us in quarantine, if we're willing to do that, yeah. you'll see the benefit of it when this is all done. Yeah. So it's taking the advantage either to do self-care or to plant seeds or to keep, you know, like I had people who paid me, you know, last week. I actually... I had my best week of the year last week, wow. you know, you know, and it's, so it's not, you know, it, I, cause I don't buy in that I can't make money again in a win-win situation. I'm not at the expense of anybody else type thing. It's like, you can still make money at this time. Yeah. And again, it's not in a desperation or it's not in a, it's cause it just is because this is how I already had my business set up. Yeah. to follow up with people, to know who my market is, to reach out to people, even if it's just to check in. Yeah. You know, it's staying in touch with people. That's important. And that's the beautiful thing about these video comp, you know, Zoom, I love Zoom. Zoom was a game changer for me when they came about, yeah. you know, what we could do. So I, I think it's unfortunate that they're having these you know, people who are coming on that aren't invited, yes, but you can always I think you to push them all off, right? <laughs> More secure now. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. That's fascinating. That's absolutely fascinating what you're saying. So I guess after you've, your near-death experience, you don't have any fears, do you? No. <laughs> no. You know, I think, 
um, when I was 35, like I said, my dad passed away and then a woman passed away. And the two things, um, you know, 30 days later, the two things that I felt like these two, because they both died young. I felt like the two of them had in common was that I felt like that they died with regret. And I made a decision that I would not, I would not live a life with regret. So whenever I look at something, it's like, will I regret doing this or will I regret not doing this? Yes. And that's, you know, that was really the biggest thing that came. And so there are little things, right, that we have fears of. There are big things that we have fear on. But I think that once, you know, I've I've gone through a divorce, right? So death, divorce, near death, you know, uh, uh, death, divorce, and then loss. Like those are the top three stressors. I've already been through them in my life. This is like, I can, you know, I've overcome all of those, right? It's not enough to just be a survivor. It's that we need to overcome. We have to look at what is this doing to us now? And are we feeling victimized by it? Right? Because we don't want to be victims. And a lot of us can't help it how we were raised, the things that we've overcome. We're victims and survivors, right? So it's switching that. And Theta Healing does a great job with that. It just allows things to really, again, pivot without you having to do a lot of um, effort. That's the beautiful thing. When you choose the right, again, it's like anything. Choose the right Theta Healer for you. Choose the right, you know, the right mentor for you. Choose the right coach, consultant, or strategist for you. Do your research. And if you don't trust your choices, then that's something else that needs to be worked on, right? We all make mistakes. As entrepreneurs, you will make mistakes. Some will cost you money. Some will cost you time. Some will cost you happiness, so to speak. You can always overcome that. Everything is temporary. We have choices on what we want to be permanent and what we want to be consistent. And that's the big thing. Be consistent in what you do. Yes. With your business, whether you're in quarantine or, you know, just on a regular basis. I think that that's one of the things that I didn't understand from my first business going into my second business is consistency. And again, if being inconsistent means you're having to start over, over again, yeah. over again. Yeah. And that's, you know, so, you know, and again, that's with anything that we do because our lives support our businesses. So we have to look at it from every angle. Yeah. Whereas some people, again, you know, often say if being an entrepreneur was easy, everybody would do it. Yeah. I have a friend who says, if you want to know what you still need to work on, get in a new relationship, right? Start a relationship. I say, if you want to know what you need to work on, start a new business. Right. Right? Be self-employed. Because I promise you, your stuff is going to come up. Yeah. And you can choose whether to, you know, you can make it hard. I like for people to work with me so I can make it easy, right? so that they can get through this and anything. I mean, this is just another hiccup 
in your journey as an entrepreneur. It just is. Yeah. So if you, <laughs> what advice would you give to, to female entrepreneurs who started their businesses or maybe they're still kind of thinking of starting a business but they're afraid or maybe they've already started the business and kind of about to give up on their dream. What would you say to them? Be resilient, right? Um, shift what you need to shift in order to be willing to put, you know, put, but, you know, be committed to it. When we feel like that we want to give up, we have to decide, are we committed or not? And then get support from the people who will support you in being committed. So if you want to give up, then go hang out with your negative Nellies, right? If you want to continue, put a support system in place know that you can do this if you want, that it's possible. Yeah, so self-belief, isn't it? Believe in yourself. Yeah. Believe what it is. Maybe you just need to do a tweak, right, for it to be more successful. But people are not willing to invest more in you than you're willing to invest in yourself and your business. So we do have to pay people at times. So maybe it's that we get a little, you know, in the beginning, have a little side hustle, right? A little part-time mindless job that, that allows us to not have as, I mean, again, we're not talking about during quarantine, right? Um, but in, in an ideal time, right? that allows us to keep some money flowing in. So the money that we're making from our business, we can invest back in. Yeah. yeah. Right. So it's either save up enough, be strategic in where you put your money, forgive yourself if you make a mistake. <laughs> right. Important, yes. And then move on. Yeah. And know that, you know, again, with Theta Healing, we make sure that people don't make the same mistakes. We can, you know, like I set up a session. I do like an, an initial session where I can help people like just blanket overall, not even if it's, they don't even have to be about money, right? But to where I can work with anybody in any area and, and we have a specific way that we do it. But it's also to be able to know just because you, you know, make a mistake doesn't mean you have to repeat it. Yes. Right? Right. We make mistakes and we want to set it up to where we learn from them. Analyze it. Step back. What would I do differently? How can I, you know, recover from this? And be realistic. And you know what? I love the Bach flower remedies, you know, and I love rescue remedy. So if you're feeling some anxiety, take some rescue remedy, take some magnesium, you know, those types of things really Natural are good. <laughs> right. That will allow you, you know, breathe. Maybe, yeah. 
I mean, we have so many things available for free right now. You know, look at a meditation, you know, start off your morning every day doing that with a meditation that allows you to be calm. Maybe you need to do it more than once during the day, right? Depending on the day. Yeah. What's your view about taking, you know, anti-anxiety medication? Do you think it's a good idea or do do people need to kind of think maybe maybe to try natural remedies first? Because I've spoken to several entrepreneurs and um, some of them believe that Sometimes it, it, it is necessary to take medication to help to go through the whole process whilst doing other things on, on the side. But, um, well, other people just believe that you should just try natural things and it's all in your mind, really, and medication won't help. What's your view on this? Well, I find that really anxiety comes from people's unresolved traumas. That's, again, and I mean... How I work with Theta Healing will resolve a trauma like that. And that's what I really love about it. And and so what I feel like with people is like their traumas and their non-forgiveness, and especially of self, again, lower their tipping point and causes anxiety to happen very easily. So my family has a medical background that's the it's the, it's the community I was raised in, so okay. to speak, and, um, which is why I'm not on any medications, okay. <laughs> to be honest, but I found other tools. So maybe it's that you get on medication prescribed with the intention that you're going to find something that can help you just as well, right? Um, Or maybe you want to not get on medication and find something naturally that can help you just as well. I mean, Google is an amazing thing. You have lots of options. I have to, I, I know personally, I don't really do medication, you know, unless I have to, but you know, again, if you have an infection, you know, got to have an antibiotic that's, you know, that type of thing. Um, and then I make sure that my probiotics are on point right after that, right? Yes. And, but, you know, but, but the thing is, is that you have to do what's best for you. So if you feel like that you need to get on anxiety medication, then I support you in that. If you feel like that you want to find an alternative, I support you in that. Do what you feel like is best for yourself and that you feel like that you can handle it. I'm not going to say one's better. I mean, again, we know that any prescriptions are hard. You know, there's a lot of side effects. Yes. Right? So if you want to do it temporarily, do it temporarily. Um, You know, I have a very, you know, close friend who has been on anxiety medication on and off through most of her adult life. But she's been off of it for a very long time because she's found other ways. It was never her intention to stay on it forever. So, you know, I mean, and, but if you're feeling, you know, incapacitated or suicidal, then by all means, talk to a professional. Yeah. Do what you need to do. Yeah. And don't do anything that adds any more stress until you have figured out that piece 
right? A lot of times, like we don't understand how much anxiety we feel until we do something like a relationship or uh, a, a business or, you know, all of that. And then we kind of go, oh, I need to address this. But yeah. I just, you know, however it is that people feel like that they can best support themselves. We're all human and we're all just doing the best we can, right? Right, that's right, yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's a difficult time today, isn't it, with, with, with coronavirus and um, a lot of um, you know, people on, on social media, I mean, they, they share this negativity and they, they, they you know, spreading this fear and different people get affected differently and they get more anxious because they see all these messages so what would 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 you advise to someone who's who wanted to start a business and then this whole COVID-19 situation is kind of started unfolding is this today is this the best time to start another uh, working on another business because a lot of pe people they kind of have this wait and see sort of strategy because no one really knows how long this is all gonna be right, right? maybe into summer and you know is it end of summer you know they were saying it's end of april now they say it maybe <laughs> right another couple of months <laughs> and, and and people just kind of think you know should i wait or should i start working on another business what's your view on this i think that only people can decide stop. what it is that they want to do right um, I've been rebranding and I'm in the midst of it and the coronavirus isn't going to change that. I'm still working on it. I'm still looking at that. I'm still paid a lot of money to work with a coach and a strategist at this point. It's like, you know, it's not me going, oh my gosh, you know, during this time, how could I have done this? It's like, I know that this is for, you know, I know it'll be okay. And yeah. it is what it is. So I just keep doing it. So you can wait and see. And I also think that this might be pointing out to you whether or not this is for you. Right? Because it's, I always say being an entrepreneur is not for the faint at heart. And we get tested a lot throughout our careers. 28 years, I'm going to tell you, I've been tested. I'm on the other side of the test. Here's another test as well. But because of the other tests that I've had, there were some really big ones. This one doesn't feel as big right now for me. Not that it's not big or I don't want to discount it in any way. So you have to decide. Can your business that you have now be pivoted a bit or restructured a bit to where it can continue and have longevity even through this time? Is this something new that you need to look at? Is there an opportunity that's coming up for you as a result of this yeah. that can, you know, I mean, there are opportunities that are arising for all of us during this time if we're looking for them. Right. So it's deciding whether or not you have it and maybe it's the, not the right time for you. Maybe you're like me, like I did when, you know, my father passed away and then my second mother passed away. I needed to step back 
and decide whether or not. Because I, I, I was thinking about whether or not I wanted to continue. Yeah. Right? That was one of the things that I was thinking about. And then I came up with a plan yeah. to do it differently. So it's really up to, you know, to y'all. It's up to you whether or not you want to start or not. But the one thing that I would say is make a decision and have peace with it. Right? Right. <laughs> so there, you'll get no judgment from me if you decided not to do it or to do it. Yeah. Just as like with, you know, if you decided to get prescription or if you decided to go natural, you'll, you'll, there's no judgment from me on that, but make a decision and stand by it. Yeah. And think, are you going to regret if you don't do it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Will I regret doing this? Will I regret not doing this? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So, you know, I know for me, I would have regretted. Yeah not continuing being self-employed, being an entrepreneur, having that freedom. Yeah. So for sure. I hope I've answered all the questions without no, too many stories or too much. You know. Fantastic interview. Thank you so much. Yeah. That, that, that Absolutely. Really you know, Katerina, uh, one thing that I did uh, create to be able to support people if they're interested is I made like a little, uh, made a meditation okay. that would allow people to stay, you know, centered. Yeah. Could you, can we have, can we have a link to the, is it the website? Absolutely. It's shatter yeah. your income ceiling. If you go yeah. to www.shatter, because I just set that up for everybody just to be able to have it. So if you go to www.shatteryourincomeceiling.com, yeah. you know, It'll come to the page and you'll be able to, you know, immediately download it. We'll also have this link in, in, in the show notes for everyone, for all the listeners to check out. Yeah, we'll have this in the in It's notes. a one-minute meditation that I'm really encouraging people to do it first thing in the morning and last thing at night. It's one minute. But I promise if you will be consistent in doing it, you'll see a difference. No, that's great. Thank you so much for sharing. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, friend. Thank you. And good luck with everything. Yeah. Thank you. You too, Katerina. This has been, I think that this is such an, um, I love your topic of your podcast. And I think it's so important because it's, it's not easy at times for us. A full transcript of this interview is available via the link to my website on the podcast notes. Are you ready to begin the journey to infinite income? If so, then grab your free audio meditation from Brenda that will help you draw income to you. The link to this meditation is available on the podcast notes. Uh, also, please leave me any reviews or comments. And remember, you are just one mind hack away. Till next week, bye for now.